We was always looking for food, you know? It always came down to food. And I was... I was checking out a cellar. And I didn't want Dwayne to come down there with me. And then when I came up... She was standing there right in front of him. And he had his gun up. And he couldn't do it. So I called to him. And he turned... And then she was just, just on him. And I see red. I see red. Everything is red. Everything I see is red. And I do it. Finally. Finally, it was too late. I was supposed to. I was selfish. I was weak. You gave me the gun. Hey, your boy. Is he dead? No. No? He will be. See, because people like you good people, they always die. And the bad people do too. But the weak people, the people like me, we have inherited the earth. everybody we are back and it is a packed episode not only are we covering one of the greatest of the walking dead's history but we are being joined in studio for the first time ever the first in studio guest his first appearance on this podcast although you've been on multiple podcasts i've done before boyd fulmer henry boyd fulmer thank you it is a pleasure to be here in uh sunny Low ride us. Yes. In studio. It's a pleasure. It's been a wonderful day. Yes. And we're also being joined by my co host, Yellow. Yellow. <laughs> and we are covering Clear. We got a clear. We got clear. a clear talking about clear. Clear. We got to clear that off the bucket list. All clear. So go ahead, talk a little bit. 
really quickly? Oh, me? Hello? Yes. Hello? I got to see which one you are. Go. Hi. Yeah. Okay, you're two. All right, I'm going to bump you up a little bit because you tend to be a little more quiet. I am a mouse. Yes. So you're bumped up a but little bit more. soothing, though. Like late night radio. <laughs> there we go. Which is why I'm being smooth. So we're going to dial that out right there. All right. So here we go, guys. Boyd Fulmer, a little bit of history in case anybody listening is new, uh, doesn't know. Boyd's my best bud in life. He's uh, visiting for the holidays. Yes, going back tomorrow. Yep. You're my last stop. Yeah, along the journey. My holiday tour. Yeah. <laughs> of Florida. Your little tour. Uh, and uh, we're talking some Walking Dead. So for the people listening, give a little history on your history with The Walking Dead. Well, so I used to be a very big Walking Dead fan, um, partly because of you, yeah. my best bud, Eddie. Um, but I started on this journey, and we went to Walker Stalker Con we in did. Atlanta. It was incredible. We did a road trip there, um, saw all the sites, saw the walkers, saw the the. Uh, stalkers. The stats, uh, we saw stalk, we were the stalkers. Yeah, thank we, you. We saw Andrew Lincoln. Um, yeah, I mean the, the original cast was there. We even drove out to Peachtree City, Georgia, kind of saw where it was filmed, all that good stuff. And then I kept watching it. And then mid season four, I just I, I got bored with it and I quit. Um, at the <laughs> mid season finale, I just kind of quit. It, it wasn't piquing my interest. Okay. And um, I, I, yeah, just mid-season, just stopped doing it. And partly I didn't have much access to AMC at the time. And now, I mean, you can go and find stream anything it. now and stream it. But at that time, it just kind of, yeah, stopped doing it. And then here I am. Interesting. So, yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> I mean, well, when I first watched it for the very first time, I stopped, I think, at the mid-season of season three. Or maybe I finished season three at the start of season four. So I was in that boat, too, where I just kind of fell off. But, I mean, you know, a couple attempts later, here we are. Yeah, but you picked it back up. That's the important thing. So maybe it's my time to pick it back up. Maybe, man. I mean, but you know some of the future stuff. Like, you know the stuff with Negan. I, I do, but that, all through you. That's yeah. uh, that's it, you know, because that was your Halloween costume oh, and he all was, that stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Love he, that costume. He was my, uh, at, at the time, my favorite Walking Dead character. Yeah, I'm like the dude that's like, oh, yeah, Glenn, he died. Okay. Am I supposed <laughs> to give spoilers oh, on yeah, this? It's a retrospective. They know they're so, spoilers. Like, yeah, so, like, oh, Glenn died? Let me watch a YouTube clip. And then I watch it and go, oh, it's cool. And then I don't watch the full season. Yeah. Just the juicy bits. Literally, quite literally. Yeah, that's it. Just save the spoilers for me. I'll watch the spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I've I've even talked about it on the podcast. It's a very up and down relationship with The Walking Dead. I feel like it has ebbs and flows, and it does. And I'm really, you know, I'm a big sci-fi guy. You know, both Eddie and I are Terminator fans. His old podcast, Bigger Boat Movies. I'm into all that kind of stuff. And um, I was I was really hoping the CDC thing would take off. It would kind of be a sci-fi deal, and it just became more woods and zombies and different colonies and psychopathic people. Yeah. You know, which is interesting, just not where I wanted to see the show go, but, you know, to each his own. Yeah, I told uh, Haley that most likely, because they filmed the show in a very tight space, most likely we're seeing the same woods over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. It's probably like a, a hunting camp yeah. in Georgia yeah. area, I would think, you know. Because even though the show moves to Virginia in the show... They still film in Georgia. Of course. So it looks the same. It's interesting. Yeah. That I we're, think that's hilarious. We're probably seeing the same woods over and over just from different camera angles and different lighting. Yeah. I saw that tree in season two. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Look how big.
think it's grown. <laughs> they grow up so fast. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I feel like that's any show though, right? Most yeah. shows that go oh, long. Yeah. Look that, at Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. <laughs> Good lord. Once we're finished with this, we got to do a we got to do a Seinfeld uh, podcast. Seinfeld retrospective podcast. Oof. Every episode. <laughs> that's like what one hundred and ninety something, like one hundred fifty. One hundred ninety thousand. Yeah, that's the number. <laughs> what but, do you have against Seinfeld? I like Seinfeld. No, oh, yeah, Seinfeld's great. Let's do twenty-four, dude. Dude. Ho- hopefully, uh, Seinfeld. Keeper Sutherland. Yeah, Keeper Sutherland. Uh, hopefully, Seinfeld uh, makes a cameo as a walker. Season eleven. That'd be, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld, Seinfeld as a well, walker. Listen. <laughs> I don't even have a Jerry Seinfeld impression. I'll spare you. Um, but uh, yeah. So okay. So that's his history with the show. You guys know our history with the show, Haley and I's. Uh, it is the official last episode of 2021. We're uh, next time we see you guys, we're gonna be in 2022. So this is it, man. You're you're on a monumental episode, pretty yeah, much. This is cool. Wrapping up the year, wrapping up the with year. a monumental episode. Monumental. Yeah, making some first, like the first, you know, like and, he said it, first in-person guest. Yes, and yeah. I and I and I wanted you to come on for clear because it's like what it's about is really kind of similar to our situation in real life where you go away for a while and then you just suddenly reappear in my life. Yes, but I still do remember who you are and yeah. I don't try to stab you in the <laughs> chest. But other than that, you know, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you got to come on for clear. Yeah, it's perfect. It's and an for irony. you, and for you, it's really good because it's almost like a bottle episode. It's like a little, it doesn't, it almost has nothing to do with the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, there's a transition. It's cohesive, right? It's not out of the blue. It's not like a separate storyline. Yeah, they're looking for weapons for the governor attack. But that's yeah. about all you have to know. Other than that, you never see Morgan again the rest of the season. Yeah. So it's until all, he comes back in season five. five. Comes back season five. And you showed me that episode. I, I remember seeing you showed me it. Yeah, because he kills uh he kills one of the guys in Alexandria. He puts a bullet in his head and then you just hear Rick. And he looks over and there's there's Morgan again. <laughs> he just never leaves him alone. But uh, so we're talking clear. Um, let's pull up here on old RT. The tomatoes that are rotten. What do we but think? What do we think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? Above a ninety. You think yeah. above a ninety? Yeah. What do you think I above was a ninety? Pretty or at least a ninety. Okay. Let's see. Clear. The Walking Dead. If I can spell it right. Get wiki out of there. Hmm. I'm doing this one-handed. Everybody, give me some. Give me some, cut me some slack here. Where is it? Season, we'll just go here. Season three. Season Ooh. three has, no, no, no. This is as a whole. Oh, season three whole. has an 88. As a whole. Okay. Yes. Certified fresh. It is certified. And fresh. All right. It has, let's go here. Click clear. And damn, it is 100%. a perfect 100. It is a wow. perfect 100. 18 critic ratings. It's, wow. Yep. And the consensus. This time it has a consensus. Remember last yeah, episode had weird. no consensus? A change of scenery and a stronger sense of story may clear one of the season's best episodes so far. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Okay. And we love to quote Solid. our we love to quote our favorite guys. Kevin Fitzpatrick from Screen Crush gave it a positive review. Clear flies leaps and bounds ahead of the average quiet episode, almost reclaiming the emotional resonance many believe to have been missing since the pilot. I agree. Our other boy, the other f- 
fits isn't on here. But let's do let's do. I don't see any negatives. There's well, it would be a hundred. It's a hundred. Oh, so there's oh. going to be no negatives. Caitlin Hughes from Film School Rejects writes. The switch us wait the switch up of episode formatting great performances from Andrew Lincoln and Lenny James that's the upside to her so the the switch up and the great performances from Andrew Lincoln and Lenny James what does she mean by switch up of episode format just that it's a standalone the fact that it's almost has nothing to do okay. with the rest of the story also let me see here who's yeah I've been no now you got me noticing yeah because we you hear that hear that. So we got to, these things are super sensitive. Okay. Yeah, you got to kind of almost stay still. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving. All right, so. I didn't realize I'm moving. I'm shaving my face over here. <laughs> <laughs> what are our overall thoughts? Boyd, clear. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic episode. Um, love the emotion. Love um, the psychosis that Morgan is going through yep. and, but the message there, there's so many messages quite literally in this, there's multiple messages, whether it's from the Carl Michonne storyline to the Morgan Rick storyline. Um, there's so much going on here and, yeah. and, you know, it seems to be a generally quiet episode. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. I think. Um, and there's quite literally a lot of messages on his walls. Yeah, he did yes. a lot of writing. He wrote a lot of writing. One that you read, what, something about Kia's? It said, no Kia's Beth or something? What is that? <laughs> I don't understand. I think None that of mean, that made any I sense. I think that means he didn't find any Kia's on a street called Beth. I, I want to take like a freeze frame like of all the scenes where you can see the wall and just read them. Well, that's the great oh, yeah. part. You could do that. You could literally just pause and just see. Like That's the stuff that I love. Like Production designers, they probably go nuts on that shit. They probably, you know... Oh yeah, and I, I'm sure somebody has put online, you know, what maybe the, what the significance is of yeah. all that stuff, but or they just gave a guy some pills and he just went <laughs> there and started writing on the wall. Spray can. Jenny went clear and he got yeah. But okay, so those are your overall thoughts. Yeah, overall thoughts for me, clear is a masterpiece of an episode. Very few dips. We'll get into least favorite, but for the most part, this is the standout. I would think this is the standout episode of season three, and it's not a finale. It's not a premiere. It's just somewhere in the middle. So it's really cool. Also, it's written by Scott M. Gimple, who is he wrote some of the best episodes of the show. Eighteen miles out. I don't know if you remember from season two when Rick and Shane go out and they get into a brawl. I do remember that. That's that's yep. Scott M. Gimple wrote that one. So he's he's and that's why he became the showrunner from season four to eight. A lot of people thought he was like the guy for Walking Dead uh, at the time. Haley. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, definitely a very strong episode, and I agree that like it is very like quiet, just like very dialogue heavy, but it's like. It's so it holds itself different. It carries its weight different, to where like it's very it's a very memorable episode. Like, tell me one person who doesn't remember the room that Morgan you know houses himself in, or even his traps for that matter. I I thoroughly enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. Very little that I dislike. Yeah. So going back full circle, favorite scene or moment? What was yours, Mister Fulmer? I would say um, I, I think the favorite scene is is bringing Morgan um, after Carl shoots Morgan and he's got the bulletproof armor on. 
just uh, having that argument with Michonne um, about, you know, whether to kill him or let him live and then um, carrying him upstairs and seeing uh, the, the bloody axe and the, the fishing line yeah. that's uh, across the floor, the welcome mat, yep. um, just seeing the transition into that room um, and the clear psychosis he's gone into, which is basically the set. Yeah. Very rated M home alone. It is. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It is a home alone. I'm ready for Joe Pesci to pop out. <laughs> Instead of the bucket at the top of the stairs, it's an, an axe. axe. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody one. The director's I mean. cut of Home Alone. <laughs> oh, Joe Pesci. Um Yeah, it's uh it's it's what's really cool. I, I'm pretty sure for one year at Halloween Horror Nights, they did a version of um like, you, like there was a, a part of the house that was modeled after Morgan's room. That's cool. Uh, you know, only Universal does that. You know, yeah. they really get into the details instead of just making a mass market but, haunted house. But the know? funny part was, remember how like the the, the the curtains that are shielding the axe say "not shitting you." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure at Universal they changed that up because they didn't want to write shitting. Yeah. So they wrote, not kidding you. Not kidding you, but still the plastic <laughs> yeah. wrap. Yeah. Yeah, but still all the blood and gore and guts. Yeah, but, fake, yeah. but we can't say shit. We can't say shit at Universal. But doesn't Jack swear? Yeah, people at, yeah, people at Halloween Horror Nights curse all the time. So I don't understand yeah. why they did that. That was that was a weird choice. If, yeah, it's if an my adult memory, event, though, too. If my memory serves me right. So that's I your favorite that. scene, them just kind of checking out his, his uh, Home Alone esque yeah. house. Yeah. Okay. Yours, mine. Uh, mine is probably going to be the 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 part where they're struggling. So Morgan has kind of reawoken, and he attacks Rick. Right? Because I remember watching this, and me and my buddy Mike, we were you know obviously we're tense. We're, you know, oh, what's going on? In the back of your mind, you're thinking, eh, Rick's gonna get out of this. Rick's like, he, he always he's does. Rick. He's Rick. He has to get out of it. He's the main fucking character. They're He's not... Rick until season 10. So he, but it's the moment where he has the knife over him and he's like, you just die. And I remember when he, when, when he pushed that knife into Rick, I, I audibly gasped. I was like, no way. No way. Oh, it looks serious. It looks like he kills him. Yeah. Like right in the heart, but it's in the shoulder. Yeah. But you don't know that yeah. at the time. That was a, that was a beautiful move on their part to like trick the audience into think and, but I love that because it even shows that Rick isn't safe to a degree. Like Rick will sustain heavy injury. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. And I so that's my favorite scene. Just that that camaraderie of the like the back and forth battling and and everything. Um, you know, it's what's really cool is these are both British actors. And I and wow. Yeah, they're both British actors. Lenny James is British. Wow, I didn't did even know, know that. that. Yeah. Andrew Lincoln is British. And um, crazy. in a behind the scenes, Andrew Lincoln was talking about that. He's like, how cool is, you know, how cool is it that, you know, uh, two British people are, are British? British are fighting like this. Like, this is great. Uh, you know, and, and then they're like, let's go to the pub in a mini coop. And then, and then they're like action. And he's like, yeah, you buddy, crazy yeah. son of a bitch. Like I like I like I just love the the fact that that's a side tangent, but I just love the fact that they talk one way and on the show they talk a whole another way. Oh yeah, so, they, yeah. They, I mean they sound like Georgia guys. You yeah. know, they do a good job of it too. I mean, really so, good. That's my favorite scene: uh, the Rick stabbing. And Haley, what is your favorite me, scene at or end, moment? At the end. Yeah, the best for last. Uh, um. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't think it's a coincidence that we're all picking scenes or moments from being in 
the room. Yeah, we're not picking a Michonne or Carl moment. Yeah, <laughs> you know, wonder why. Carl. But my favorite is because, you know, oh, I'll get to that. Uh, my favorite is when, um, you know, Rick sees the walkie-talkie and he's thinking to himself, like, wow, he really actually, like, he actually had this. And it's a little sentimental because he's like, oh, he was listening to me. Like, he really was listening to me, only to find out that it was, you know, Morgan saying, like, we got, like, we didn't at first, and then we worked up the courage to, and it was nothing. It was static. It was just, like, endless amounts of static. You weren't there. It's just, like, because when he would ever, whenever they would show him, like, in season one, talking into the walkie-talkie, like, watching the sunrise. Yeah, with that and, sweat drop that I love yeah. on Rick's nose. Yeah, like, all those moments when he'd be reporting back, you know, I couldn't have been the only one wondering, like, who's, like, is he listening on the other end, but just, you know, too shy to say anything back or not in the place to say anything back? Yeah, and clearly he wasn't. Yeah, it's like, was he speaking, like, what was he speaking into? Was he speaking to someone or to nothing? Yeah. And you find out that it was just their paths, like, it, it's almost like an irony, like, really bad sense of irony because it's like, you know, he was talking but he wasn't listening. When he was listening, he wasn't talking. So it's like, God, uh, it, it's re- heart-wrenching. It is heart-wrenching. And heart-wrenching. the music yeah. that they play from uh, from Bear McCreary is, you know, I love that, like, angelic kind mm-hmm. of, like, music they play. Yeah. It, it just always gets me. on the back. Yeah, it always gets me. Yeah. It's heart-wrenching. Like we're at an Epcot processional. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it really hurts like when he's screaming like you weren't there you weren't there but it's like he was just not when you were uh, Lenny James so good so good yeah that's a hard hitting scene for me love it though Um, so on the flip side what is Boyd's least favorite scene or moment I have a feeling it's something to do with Carl and Michonne yeah that's exactly (laughs) my um, just just the moment I mean I I understand it because they're obviously they're in that cafe Mm-hmm. going and getting that picture right? which is a and neat little detail it is it's a good detail and i think it's important you yeah. know and and i understand the significance of it uh to save a photo of their family yeah. you know uh, uh, of uh, people that are deceased and the new baby and having picture evidence i get it um it's just uh, i think uh, carl's trying to go commando and he's not ready yet and it's just annoying you know he's in uh, anyways but i but but yeah. you really liked when michonne was like no more bullshit. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely love Cut the that. shit. And, and I've I've loved Michonne since the first time that she came on the show. Of loved course, her. she's awesome. Yeah, I've, of I've never had. Yeah, she's. I think she is one of the strongest uh, characters mentally and physically. No doubt. Yep. Yeah. That that. that. For me, it's uh, it has to be the moment where she uh, she's like, you know, I I went back in there and I got your photo, uh, and I couldn't like resist this thing. A little Fucking bit too cat. comedic. Doesn't it's fit the. Too, it's too comedic. You doesn't know? fit the episode. Out of left it's field. It's left field. Yes. Thank you. Baseball reference. Yes. And, baseball. And even though I find it very out of like left field, I understand like what they're trying to do. You know, it's a very heavy episode, so they're trying to find moments to stick something in there. I think they could have put something else in her hand. I think it's the fact that they put that ugly ass a, a colorful cat a from col- tj max clearance oh, oh. It, you know, like, it, it is it is and that is stupid it, you know it's that's stupid. you know that's where the prop master got that from oh, they, they, they walked into a tj max or a kohl's 
Yeah, and, and she's <laughs> like, oh, and it's just too beautiful. What about like some pottery? Or yeah, something? yeah. but a, a, a weird cat that. And then why I mean, is that what? even in there in the first place? Yeah, in a ca- in a cafe. I, I don't quite understand the cat. Like, what is the theming of the yeah. cafe? Yeah, because that like that color scheme I don't think fit the color scheme of the cafe. I wonder if they auctioned off that prop after this thing. I was, was done. thinking about yeah. that. Like, where did that prop go? Yeah, where, where, where did is it that go? cat? It's probably sitting in someone's house. Oof. Uh, if you're listening, get in touch with us. Don't dead podcast at gmail.com. We want the cat. We want the ugly ass cat. And do you agree? Do, uh, did we take one of yours or do you have another one? Uh, I mean, uh, close, but okay. really, like, I could get by, you know, the cafe scene and just because it goes with all the other runs that they do. And I guess it was smart, like the rats and sure, okay, great. Um, I'm just gonna compile my least favorite scene or moment into every single goddamn time Carl speaks. Cause goddamn it, like, <sighs> I agree with you. He, Carl's so annoying. It not just not annoying. even that. It's just his acting. God, I've seen yeah. three year olds act better. Like <laughs> Michelle Tanner would blow him out of the water any day. <laughs> like <laughs> acting wise, God, it's just his execution of his lines just. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I'm oh gonna my God. do it. That exact, that exact Chandler, moment. Chandler, what's his name? Chandler? Chandler Riggs. Chandler Riggs. Uh, it's just, his execution of his lines are so, uh, like you could just see the cue cards or, <laughs> God, like I no wrote human. This on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no human talks the way that Carl does. <sighs> uh, I yeah. just hate it. I can't stand it. It does make you wonder, like, are the people that are filming this, the director, the you know, the showrunner, are they watching this in the in the monitors and going, "That's good. This is great. This is Chandler. Keep or, it up." Or they're filming it six times, like, "All right, we're running out of hours." <laughs> Chandler, say it different. <laughs> say it better. God. Any way else? Can, yeah. can, can we get Rick in here and show him what to do? Christ. And, can we recast? <laughs> is it too late? And it hits harder. It, it hits harder in this episode because you see how stellar, absolutely stellar, that Morgan's, like, uh, what's whatever his Mor- name uh, is. Lenny James. Lenny James is acting. Like, God, you could just, you see his tears. Oh, yeah. oh you felt that in your soul. Oh, yeah. And, and then, Michonne, too. I mean, it, it's really strong cast. And then you have Carl. Minus Carl. I'm gonna do it. Even the guy at the beginning was great with the stop. Oh yeah, I believed him. I'm okay. (laughs) I believed you wanted to get in that sedan or whatever the fuck they're driving. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. God. Um, who's your MVP? Most valuable. We're gonna go back to the cafe. Um, Michonne. (laughs) Michonne. Because uh, she said, I mean, Carl would have been zombie meat. So, um, uh, Michonne saved Carl. MVP. I would say. All right. That's for the better. <laughs> Con- kind of. Controversial really. because we just shit on him, but I'm going with <laughs> Carl because he shoots Morgan and thus yeah. r- thus giving us the opportunity to see who it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Because you, uh, you always got to wonder, had Carl not been there, who would have got the first shot in? Rick had or- he run to the car. Yeah. yeah. It's either kill or be killed in that scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Carl. Good job, Carl. He kind of knocks over the dominoes that lead to the revelation of... Of Morgan, so right. I'm going with Carl, MVP. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Rick. Rick, just because you know he 
first of all, kudos to him for after a whole year and after all the shit that he's been through and him seeing shit, he remembers this guy. And, you know, he makes the decision to, instead of leaving him for dead, that we're going to bring him in. And since we did bring him in, oh, look at his arsenal that he has here. Mm -hmm. So had he not, you know, been persistent, and maybe they would have won in anyway, but... I agree with you. And, you know, because I think that that captures and bottles what Rick's essence is and why he's a special character in the show. Because I think Michonne was being rational. Don't stay with this guy. He's crazy. I know you knew him, but this isn't who he is. He's trying to gun you down. He's got all this weird writing on the wall. He's crazy. Don't do it. And then, sure enough, Michonne's right. He tries to knife him. And and rational thought says, don't stay for this guy. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Don't stay, but but Rick says no. I'm staying here till he wakes up, and that shows Rick's character. And I'll be honest, I don't think I would have done with the crazy stuff that happened. I would have said, Michonne, you're right. Let's steal the guns and get out of here. Yeah, and you know that had to be like something huge, like for Rick, because considering that every like just about like every other person that crosses path, get out, go away. We yeah. don't want you here. But you know, he takes a step to secure this guy because you know. Yeah, but it was because he knew him. But it shows that they're still like he's not like inhumane. Like he still has like True. his essence, like you said. Something I noticed and thoughts really quickly. He notices on the wall it says Dwayne turned, which Dwayne was Morgan's son. Right. So that's after Rick sees that. That's when he turns and he says, "We're gonna wait for him to wake up." Had he not uh, seen Dwayne turned, had he not seen a reference to Dwayne, do you think? He still would have stayed. I think it's. I think he stays because he now realizes Morgan is alone. I think, you know, I think I. I think you're right, but part of me also is thinking that maybe he wouldn't have stayed to go find his son because he says, like, before they walk in, they're like, oh, "Man," and he has a son. Yeah. So I think like they wanted to get him safe, then maybe go look for him because I don't think they saw any signs of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they even thought about it before. But yeah, it's interesting to think about. Yeah, that's interesting point. It's something I didn't catch. You didn't catch that? I I, I saw it on the wall, but I didn't catch. I, I don't remember what his son's name is. Oh, Dwayne. Either. You oh know? God, we do. Dwayne. I fucking hate Dwayne. Yeah. You think Chandler's bad? But yeah. Christ, that kid Dwayne's in that first endearing. episode was fucking awful. Well, he's just I'm so happy he's dead. <laughs> um, he turned. He turned. Um, so, okay, so that's MVP. Here's the fun one. That doesn't make sense. I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to say it doesn't make sense that the guy who's running after them in the beginning, right, he catches up to them essentially, and yet he's like a mile away, and he screams, don't go. Why would you, why would you actively let them know you're coming? Wouldn't you, like, attempt to sneak up on them? I wouldn't even do... Like, why the hell are you yelling? Why, well, why... Like, yeah, like, why would you give them a warning that you're coming? They clearly didn't stop for you, so they don't want anything to do with you, right? So why, now, when you see them again, would you give them more opportunity to ditch your ass? I, I would say, like... Why wouldn't he, you run up to them and then say, hey? I would say, like... He was, like, shouting, clearly very loud, seeing how far away he was... And you're just putting a target on yourself. So even if they wanted to stay for you, all right, now you just got the whole herd in the that, trees coming to you. Well, okay, and I'm going to play off of that for the doesn't make sense. How is that dude still alive? I don't understand that either because he, oh, right. he clearly had no weapons. 
got eaten up by zombies by the time they come back around from the well, small little town. There you go. But, but the he dude, got lucky. But yeah, but the dude's yelling, and I remember in, in the first couple seasons they had to cover themselves in zombie guts not to be found. This guy's still alive. Yeah. How's he sleeping? How is he? Because he, he doesn't seem he seems weak yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he's made it so long. Yeah. Because notice everybody else, um, they got like a, a forty four revolver or mm-hmm. um, some. Um, you know, armory, and they've got some stuff going on I, to protect them. He has nothing. He has a pot and a pan I, and a <laughs> hiker's sack. I think I don't get it. I think it's uh, Scott M. Gimple, the writer. I think it's him tying into Morgan's thing where he's like, the weak have inherited the earth. Oh. That guy's clearly oh. weak. That guy's a weak ass, and he's inherited the earth. Uh, oh, my God. You just connected so many. My gears and my brain are oiled and running yeah. that's what i think but, that is to, to, that's to so represent. what it is that's so what it is maybe there's no but, other reason yeah okay that's and then at point. the end he's dead yeah because he's too weak yeah and the world's like inherited by people who are so weak they end up dead and that's why like 90 percent of the population's dead because they were weak yeah oh my god Oh, you just blew my mind. Anything else? Um, oh. the, I mean, the writing on the wall sometimes doesn't make sense, but that's quite literally it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know if it's made to... I it's mean, supposed to... I, I said peas, carrots. Yeah. <laughs> peas. That's ah. what it, probably should have been that. Peas, um, carrots. Um, Something that didn't make sense to me, I don't know if it's Netflix or like there. it was just this cut of the episode, but when... Carl and Michonne were in the cafe, or not in the cafe, but like, you know, thinking about, no. When they came out, no, God, just something about the cafe. Like, they were about to go in or something. There's two cuts that are really, really weird. Mm -hmm. And I think it was when he was about to go in, and then it cuts, and suddenly they're about like 10 feet away from the cafe, and that's when that bad scene where I'm going to do it. But just some of their dialogue doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah, it's and it's like like they spliced this scene in, and then afterwards, the cut that doesn't make sense is when they when you know he's guarding the door. She goes around. Yeah, and then and she it, comes out really yeah, quick. Yeah, she comes out very quick. You're okay. right. It's like, how did you, didn't you have to fight off some zombies uh, or yeah. what? I think I think we've I think we've talked about this one or two other times where the cut is supposed to be. It's not a literal. Okay, we're we're facing Carl now, and now we're cutting to his right or his left or whatever we're cutting to in that exact moment. What it is is okay. We're 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 facing Carl on the front, right? Michonne walks around. Now when it cuts to his side. Some time has passed, and he just hasn't moved. But what makes it weird is that like the same walkers are banging up against the window. Well, they don't leave. I know, but it's like, wouldn't you think they would like at least like turn the noise down? Because maybe they're distracted by Michonne, or True. at least maybe like hear some slashes of her sword because that's very audible. Yeah, they could have made it a little a better transition. I agree because it was too quick, and it was like they filmed it in the same take. It was yeah. yeah it's like she just. Opened the back door, picked walked them up. in. Yeah, even though they were, you know, they did all that to even get there in the first place. Yeah, I do remember watching it in real time and going like when it came out in 2013 and going that was that was really weird. That, that was kind of quick. Yeah, or at least like maybe when she came back around, all the walkers were gone. Like at like she killed them all. Yeah, or something. 
Instead of just implying yeah. that she stealthed it somehow, even though the picture was under all their feet. And then. Yeah, really weird. Sense. I agreed. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how did she pull that one off? Yeah. So quickly. Um, how did, uh, like, some of these traps that Morgan has going on, they're, they're elaborate for a guy who's nuts. Oh, yeah. Especially that welcome mat one. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. That's pretty that's, nuts yeah. how you can construct that. I couldn't see it. Since it's was... like a hole in the concrete with some like looking, knives down some in saw there. looking thing. Oh yeah. Looks like jigsaw constructed. Oh yeah. You know? It does, it does look like a, a, a jigsaw set. Yeah. You know, it looks like saw six. To me that there. doesn't make sense. <laughs> to me that's yeah. like that's too elaborate. The the axe I can I can understand. Oh, yeah. yeah. The axe makes sense. That welcome mat thing. Crazy. That's yeah. that. That's too elaborate for someone like Morgan. I don't buy it. You know, going off of that, you know, a part of the traps is that he uses a lot of animals. Granted, they're huge ass rats to attract, you know, the walkers. But wouldn't you think that even though they're rats, that you would use them for food? You were the one complaining about two seconds ago that you were that it all came down to food, and you're. <laughs> <laughs> And you're using the rats as bait? Wouldn't you want to, like, eat them or something? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's just kind of, like, know. a logistic thing. And the last yeah. thing that I noticed that made no sense to me was uh, something that you said, but I'm going to tie it into Morgan as well. Morgan gets shot in the leg. He's walking pretty damn fine by the end of this episode. And Rick gets stabbed in the arm, and he's he kind of doing pretty. He he's doing pretty well it's as like well. He had some a steroid or something because wow, yeah, it's gotten mm -hmm. to hurt. They got superhuman like repair yeah. strength. Yeah, yeah. Rick's moving his shoulder around like it's nothing. At yeah, he bandages uh, himself. At out. least Rick, you know, I don't know whose decision it was, but at least he's like closing the trunk of the car at the end of the episode, you know, with the other arm and stuff. So he's acknowledging that he's in pain. Lenny James at the end of this episode, he's walking towards Carl when he's like, don't you ever be sorry for anything. He's walking toward him like he never got shot. Yeah. I would imagine getting shot yeah. puts when, you down. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he had the body armor on. Yeah. Uh, even That's on his leg? Thing. Even on his leg? Did he get shot in the leg? I he thought got, he got shot in the body I was, armor. I got he got. I thought he got shot like in the abdomen. In the, yeah, that's what I thought. I, I swore I saw a shot in the leg. Because he... Yeah. Because Rick sure rips off his shirt, like the buttons yeah, of his shirt. And, and you can see the bullet that's that's on the body armor. Hold on. We gotta we gotta figure this out. I think the Bluetooth is down, so we're just gonna look at it really quickly. Uh, turn that down. Here it is. He comes around. All right, let's see. Well, where does he get shot? You're like Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it was abdomen. the abdomen. I thought he got shot in the leg. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he's walking. That's around. why he's walking fine. He just okay. had like a big bruise. Yeah. I take that one back. But the Rick thing still. How? Yeah. How is Rick looking so good? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one more thing, like on myself, like maybe I'm just dumb, or like maybe I'm a little slow, as evident by like the weak thing and like connecting it to the guy running. Uh, what? What exactly is he implying by clearing? Uh, that never. Yeah, makes I don't sense understand that either. Quite turning, quite literally clearing the the world. Like he has to clear the the dead. That's why at the end of the episode, he's like stacking them up on top of each other, and he's probably gonna burn them or something. So like, quite literally clearing, like clearing dead bodies and clearing walkers. So that's why, like he 
So he doesn't like have the traps to protect himself, but to kill them easier. Yeah. Almost like a farm. Yeah. And uh, that's why he has the rats there to attract them so he can clear them. Oh. oh. Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked that, Haley, because I didn't understand that either. I was assuming it was okay turning, but no, that makes sense. He's trying to trap everything. But to me, I just thought that was an elaborate scheme just to protect himself, multi-layered walls. And then obviously once you trap them, you've got to move them or else the trap doesn't work. Now it's saturated with zombies, mm-hmm. you know, yep. walkers. I should say walkers. walkers. Yeah. There's a lot walkers. of fans out there going, they're not zombies. They're not zombies. They're walkers technically. Yes, in this world, they've never heard the word zombie. They're geeks. They're they're, what else are they? They're uh, uh, geeks. They're walkers. They're lame brains. I remember one said somebody said lame brain. What do biters? Like, biters. 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 What do you say? Biters. Yeah, yeah. I never. I tried to understand. Like, I guess I just kind of lied to myself. I was like, yeah, clear. What the hell does clear mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed True. to do that to you in a way. It's like, dude, are, yeah, okay, you're you're yeah. talking crazy again. Yeah, like right? it makes sense. To, I, I don't think it's supposed to make 100% sense to us. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything else doesn't make sense. I'm just quickly going back through my, back through my, no, 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 that no. made sense. Okay. Finally, the fist pump moment. I, I, I can't think, imagine I think it's, it's anything other than the mask being taken off. Absolutely. And we see it's Morgan. Yeah, I'd say that's it. That's the fist pump, right? I'd say that's it. What else could it be? I don't know. What, what, no, what, what no, else makes you go, holy fucking shit, yes, no, that's Morgan's it. back. No, yeah, that's it. He's back, then he's it not. It's just that the fist bump gets a little limp. Fist bump. Because when, when Morgan decides not to go with him, and yeah. especially after a tremendous Rick speech, you've, you've got to go. We, we've got to clear you. We've, well, not clear you, but we've got to. Uh, get you away from this. I know. You, know? you can come back from this. I know. I know. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a powerful, powerful scene. And he just but, goes. Um, nah, Morgan nah. is just severely broken, and that's annoying. That's frustrating that he's so broken in such a quick amount of time. He basically went from somebody that um, was a fighter to a lost cause very yeah. quickly. But you know, Morgan does make a really good point in that scene when they're trying, like when Rick's trying to recruit him. Because he's saying, well, Rick, you're taking a whole lot of guns. Yeah. So that means, like, it's like, why would you need those guns? It's because you're not, like, you want me, but you yourself are not in a place where I would want to be anyway. Because clearly you're in need of so many guns for what? Because you have something that somebody else wants. Yep. And I'm not going to be a part of that. So, like, I don't even, like, crazy or not, I don't even blame the guy. Yeah. I don't even blame him. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think it's unanimous. That would be really interesting if if anyone out there is listening to this and they have you have a different fist pump or as Boyd said, a fist bump yeah. moment. Fist bump, <laughs> whatever it is, bump, pump, lump, sump, crump. Uh, let me know if it's different than uh, Morgan being revealed. Fist it's Michonne getting jump. It. Yes. It's Michonne getting the cat. It's Michonne. Someone get yes. Michonne getting the cat. But Finally, the cat. Let us know. Let us know. You can uh, email us, like I said, don'tdeadpodcast at gmail.com, or you can call in anchor.fm slash don'tdeadpodcast. You can give us that. Also, I think it, that might be the, the Q&A this, uh, this week, so uh, we'll put that on there. It's on Spotify. Go down to the episode, click it, 
Q&A is right there. You can leave your response. Um, go. Yeah. I, I noticed something. Like, it doesn't fit in any of the segments, but I noticed something in the episode that when they're driving, probably like nine times out of ten, the people in the front two seats will have their seatbelts on. And you'll think to yourself, why the hell do they have their seatbelts on if they have to get out and go? And I figured it's because, like, the car makes a bing, 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 bing yeah. noise. <laughs> so it's to yeah. stop it from, because then Rick has it tucked under his arm. So it's like, all right, I only really need the seatbelt. Yeah, that's a neat it, detail. <laughs> yeah. So so the car doesn't bing, 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 bing. I, yeah. I thought I just kind of pieced that together. Because, like, <laughs> Carl's not wearing a seatbelt, so it's clearly not a... Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because the back seat doesn't you, ding, 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 you ding. You could ding. click it and sit on top of it, you know? Yeah. Too. Yeah. At least it wouldn't restrain you. Maybe also, again, uh, the when he's like, cover your ears, like both oh. of them, uh, Michonne and Carl, cover both ears. Rick only covers one ear. So, in, in, <laughs> half deaf. So, so technically, he's nothing. half Yeah. Technically, he's half deaf. Super loud. Yeah, because we were talking earlier today. We were talking about going to the gun range yeah. down in Tampa that one time. And Very loud. We had something like this on our ears, like these headsets. Earmuffs. Yeah. And I yeah. still had a Super ringing in loud. my ear. Yeah. I still had a ringing in my ear. Yeah. It, I don't think it would make you deaf, deaf, but in a close proximity like, like that, a car? in a car, woo. in the tank, yeah. yeah, that would be very loud. That's why I wish they would still do that effect that they did in the tank. Remember in season one when he fires the, the gun oh. in the tank and he just like, and it's yeah. ringing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish they would do that every time they did that, like in the car, like the, everyone just goes. <laughs> but I think they think we, maybe they do do that and we just like they're like and eh, they just like the audience knows that's what happens yeah. maybe um but that's that guys that's clear that's the 100 on rotten tomatoes episode called clear one of the greatest walking dead episodes of all time it's usually on the top 10 lists of uh of episodes if you look at them so that's that guys boyd my man my best bud it's been a pleasure having you on this is a uh, You've been on Eddie Green's 101. You've been on, technically you were on Terminator 101, but that never made it to air. No. Because it got deleted somehow. Deleted scenes. It was a deleted scene, but no one will ever see it because it's gone now. Um, Aw. I I don't even have the audio file. And then you were on Dodoy. Yes, and it's an absolute pleasure. Love being on these. Love being in the studio. Um, Awesome. Can I can I sign off or you have to sign off? Oh, I mean, yeah, we're Signing gonna off. we're gonna sign off. Uh, we have a but it's a pleasure. We have a catchphrase at the end that we like to uh, that we like to say. I don't. You probably don't know it, do you? No, I didn't. <laughs> fake, I didn't listen fake, that fake. long. Fake yeah, friend. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> listen to most of it. You no, know, ninety eight percent is it's good fine. enough. It's good on a test, right? <laughs> it's fine. So hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it to you uh, without them. Whatever. It's bring your own pants. Bring your own pants. Signing that, off. That's our that's our sign off that we that we say every this time. This is W D D O I eight six seven five three zero nine. Signing off. Yes, Haley. Any last words? Uh, I think everybody was wearing pants. Yeah, everybody think, was wearing pants I today. Think everybody's wearing pants. Yes, but I'm the guest, and I the, don't have to wear pants. You don't have to wear pants. I don't. You don't. But everyone listening. They 100% should bring Bring your your own pants. pants. Why is there no music? Oh, my God. Because your Bluetooth isn't connected. My Bluetooth disconnected. (laughs) 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 Now, now you see, most people would edit this out. I'm not going to do it. Because you already have to edit out enough of that. I don't like editing.
Yeah. Know? So I'm not editing it. Not editing. Yeah. Don't like editing. I'll be your editor. Videos. <laughs> For $2 an hour. Does that work? <laughs> like that, like that app you were showing earlier, the $5 uh, a lesson. Yeah. Like something like that. Yeah, something like that. All right. Yeah. Well, Boyd wasn't wearing his own pants. Haley was wearing her own pants. I was wearing my own pants. Boyd didn't have to wear his own pants because he's the guest. I'm the guest of honor. But let's try the this man, again. The man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. But everybody else listening, we really sincerely do hope that you bring, bring your, your own pants. What do you think of it? <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> Signing off. Somebody scratched the uh, CD. Someone scratched the CD. <laughs> kind of like blow on it and wipe it on your shirt or something. Signing off. <laughs> and to all a good night. <laughs>